Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, everybody and thanks for joining us for another episode of the phnx suns podcast brought to you by the DraftKings sportsbook app america's number one sportsbook app don't forget to hit that like button subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review but for real though you should definitely do all of that i'm Especially lindsey smith <laughs> that's yeah. saul bookman spotify yes. that's gerald borgay and that's espo and uh, happy Friday, y'all. How you feeling? End of the week, baby. Let's go. We got a game tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not really the end of the week. <laughs> it feels like there's been so many games this week. I'm exhausted. Are, are we at four? <laughs> Tomorrow's four, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It just feels like it has been a very, very long week. The first part of the week was super fun. The middle part of the week, not so much. Hopefully, mm. we end on a high note tomorrow in San Antonio. I mean, we should. In theory, but you know better than to just uh, go based off of that. Don't assume. Exactly. All right. Well, we've got a fun show in store for you guys. We've got some games and some playful things later on. But first and foremost, let's talk a little bit of serious type of Suns basketball. So, Gerald, one Mm -hmm. thing that's come up a lot recently with DeAndre in is the defensive side of the ball, especially when it comes to rim protection. And of course, that's something that we all know Bismack Biombo is very good at. And mm. you wrote about that recently for gophnx.com. Yes, and disclaimer, I did not write about this in a reference to Aiton or to make him look bad because I know that that's the next thing that's fucking coming. <laughs> I love that we have to this, have that caveat. We have to have a disclaimer about DeAndre Aiton <laughs> for everything. But uh, I had been asking around about, you know, busy shot blocking. And he, I, you know, a lot of these guys that just go through the motions when they answer questions and he took four minutes out of our press conference to talk about his mindset, his approach, how he handles blocking shots. Um, and it's to talk. No, that's just me. Oh. But uh, that's the Italian in me. <laughs> that's that is the Italian that's in me. Italian. But um, no, and he was great, very gracious, and it snowballed into one of my favorite pieces of the year. And there were some stats that kind of jumped out at me. And yes, some of them are in reference to DeAndre Ayton, and none of this is to say that. Busy should be starting or that Aiton is a bad player, but it is it's a recurring concern that we've had with D.A. all season as far as the rim protection and the defensive effort on that side of the floor. Um, and since Busy just cracked a thousand career blocks, becoming only one of 103 players to ever do that in NBA history, um, I thought some of these were pointing out worth pointing out. So Busy's second in blocks per 36 minutes. He's second in block percentage. And he's 13th in blocks per game overall, despite ranking 323rd in minutes per game. Like, that's an absurd amount of production. He's in the 97th or better percentile in percentage of rim shots contested, rim contest per 75, blocks per 75, block rate on his contests, and rim defensive field goal percentage versus expected. So basically, how much worse a player shoots going up against you at the rim versus other centers. The Suns are 5.1 points per 100 possessions better with him on, and he's holding opponents to 15.2% worse shooting at the rim than they would normally shoot. Which I found interesting. You also said, in comparison, Jock's at a minus 10 at the rim. DA is just under a minus 1. He was at, well, before last night, last (laughs) night he was at minus 0.1, which is terrible for a center. Now he's even worse. He's at plus... 0.4%. So opponents technically shoot better at the rim against DeAndre Ayton than they do without him. Um, So this is a thing that I feel like 
I don't know how you would address it per se, but it's something that needs to improve. DA's never been like a monster shot blocker, but he's at least deterred shots. And and the numbers back up that he contests a decent amount of shots, but he doesn't close the distance and actually get the shot. I don't know whether it's, you know, Busy's obviously an athletic freak of nature, but DA is an athletic guy too, and he's taller than Busy. So it's one of those things that I would like to see more of an emphasis on with him moving forward. So one of them, one of the reasons why that's the the case is Busy does have a longer wingspan, yes. which does help. Mm-hmm. Like we can't seven foot that six wingspan. It's ridiculous. Insanity. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, and and but but Da, um, in theory, has shown us that he can he can he doesn't necessarily need to get the block to be effective. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that all through that playoff run. We saw that last year uh, in the playoffs as well. Um, but for whatever reason, he is he's not closing off. So what's happening is, is guys are, are, are forcing their man, like Torrey Craig last night had an opportunity where he forced his man into DA. And DA sat there like a bump in a log and didn't really contest uh, the way you need him to contest. Mm-hmm. That frustrates guys mm-hmm. when they're doing everything that they need to do to push people defensively into what we consider strong points for your defense, mm-hmm. and the the anchor doesn't hold up his end of the the bargain. And so I think that's that's the biggest thing that I'm seeing from Da right now is that for whatever reason, whether he's afraid to get fouls or he's just <laughs> lost whatever aggressiveness, it is definitely shining shining through on the defensive end at a higher level than I can ever recall. It's there are egregious errors sometimes where you just it's it's obvious to even the most novice basketball aficionado. I think busy brings up I, I think it was busy in the article talking about how you can't care if you're going to get dunked on. Right. Yeah. You have, to have that mental approach and you have to be all right with that being a potential outcome. And to me, I think D.A. doesn't have that right now where. He doesn't care. He's just going to go up and contest and whatever happens, happens kind of approach, which feels like that. And and he talks about it. That feels like Busy's M.O. is I'm going up. I don't care what happens. More likely than not, I'm getting the block than you getting the dunk on me. Right. And I will say with Busy, he's in a unique position where he doesn't know what minutes he's going to get. So when he goes in there, it's like, you know, pedal to the floor 100 percent. He doesn't have to, you know, during the stretch where he was starting, obviously he was going against starters, but for the most part, he's playing against backups. But it's it's not just a busy thing. Like, it's not just, you know, this is an elite shot blocker and he comes in with his athleticism and energy. Like, Jock ranks better in all those advanced stats significantly compared to DA, and he's more of a ground-bound guy. He, uh, so it, it is something like the Suns are 8.5 points per 100 possessions better with Landale on they're 8.5 points worse with DA on. And again, part of that is playing against starters versus bench guys most of the time, but the gap shouldn't be that big. I, I'm telling you folks, if, if you get a minute to just go back and watch DA in year number one with the Suns, mm-hmm. don't go back to college. Cause if you look at him in college, <laughs> that dude is a freak and you're like yeah. wow like you, you forget why the suns took him number one overall sometimes because we're we're so consumed by what he's doing with the suns mm-hmm. because like i said i've been looking at stuff uh in regards to da and it, just the athleticism i mean literally pulling up threes with no hesitation uh defensively just being such a force blocking blocking dudes left and right block and, and rebounds over guys that he had no business getting rebounds over. Like, just the effort and the athleticism was an, at an all-time high. His first year in the league, he had he had a lot of that. There were some downs. Uh, there were some valleys, for sure. But he, he showed us glimpses of how he could be de- dominant. That second year, he got better. And then the third year, he put it all together in the, in the, in the playoff run. And I don't know what what is the disconnect. I, it's... It's got to be something, I, I, right? I sit there and I think, you know, I know everybody wants to point to the money. And I, and, and while I, I can appreciate the fact that that's the obvious thing that people will point to, and there has been other players, or there have been other players that have gotten the bag and then mm-hmm. production just significantly dropped off. Right. I just don't know if it's really that for him. Mm-hmm. I, I just feel like he's such, he, he's so aloof to that kind of stuff that I don't, I don't feel like, that that's the reason. I just feel like whatever his motor is just not where it needs to be, and I can't figure out why. I really can't. But he did know he did himself a disservice early on when he said 
his goal in his career was to get to the second contract. Yeah. Because that put that thought in people's heads. The interesting connection here, though, is, is many people felt Bismack was a bust in Charlotte. Yeah. And he was a top he, 10 pick. He was a guy that never lived up to their expectation. But now that he's removed from that and he can just play to his strengths like he does here in Phoenix, people love what he does on the court because he's out there to be a shot blocker and uh, to put that pressure on defensively. And now people here uh, gravitate towards him. Where in Charlotte, they they hated on him because, oh, a top 10 pick, a bust, another you know guy that they can't figure it out here in Charlotte. So I find it very interesting what's if there is a second destination for DA, what's that perspective for him? Is it, oh, we appreciate what this guy does because he's not bringing in that that same kind I mean, of we had somebody bring it up in the chat a few shows ago. Like, sometimes you just need a change of scenery. Like, look mm-hmm. at Kyle Kuzma and Lowry Markinen. You know, yeah. those were the two examples that they had shared. Maybe that is just the case here. One man's trash is another man's <clears throat> treasure. Um, and listen, we've we've heard it from our colleagues around the NBA about why don't we don't why how come we don't appreciate DA? Um, hell, we've been talking about Siakam from time to time, and there's been multiple people that say you don't have to watch Siakam on a day-to-day basis and he's not as good as you think he is. Mm-hmm. Like, so there's an outside perception of some of these players that doesn't align up with what you're seeing on a day-to-day basis if you're in if you're in that city, right? And I think with DA specifically, again, the draft and the the bag are always going to be used against him in terms of what he is. Now, I think what we do a good job of is, is trying to step back and really see him for what he is as a player. Mm-hmm. With the money and the, and the and the draft picks aside, what is he doing? And right now, what I can say is, is I still think that he's a very high-level, uh, efficient offensive basketball player. Like, if you put him in good spots, he usually comes through. Last night, he was terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he's been a career 60% field goal percentage shooter. Like, that's what he is. Defensively is where he made a lot of his a lot of his money because of what was required of him the first year Chris Paul was here. And everybody gave Chris Paul a lot of credit for, for him being the anchor. And he, he really stepped up and he owned that. But somewhere along the line of him not getting paid initially mm-hmm. and then having to go through what he did this past summer, and I know he got the bag, but even we were kind of speculating, like, he got the bag, but is he does he really want to be here? Mm-hmm. Does he really feel like... This is home, and he wants to dominate here. And so far this season, it's 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 very much been a mixed bag. And I I will say that I am leaning towards the he might not want to be here. He might not want to be here. I, I can say I know that there's a disconnect, whether it's between him wanting to be here and the effort that we're seeing him put forth, or and, and the organization, or it's just a thing that we've been talking about for years now. As far as he doesn't see his role the way the Suns do like Mm -hmm. the sun we've talked about this before the Suns have looked at championship teams in the recent past and seen okay there's an emphasis on ball handling on shooting on playmaking on wings we don't need a max caliber center to win they respect what DA does but they know that they can still be a good team if they have a league average center out there the Warriors just won a title with Kavon Looney being their starting center like you don't need an elite center to win a title so for DA, when he is out and they're going with just conventional guys, sometimes the ball does flow better. They were trying really hard to get DA the ball because they were talking about how the Mavs like to switch. They're a smaller team, and normally they're good at punishing switches. DA just missed shots. That happens, especially first game back from an illness. Like, we should cut him a little bit of slack on that oh, front. Yeah, for sure. But this is a recurring theme with the defensive side of the ball, and that's the more concerning thing to me. You're going to have nights where guys miss shots. Mikhail had a whole month where he was completely off. Devin Booker, before he got hurt, was going through it. Like, it's going to happen. The problem is DA shots are all much closer to the rim, and you have to work a lot harder to set him up for those shots. I just, at some point, both sides have to make it very clear if we can't, if we can't be on the same page as to what, you know, if I'm DA as to what I am, then we need to move on from that because you're not in the position to, to be the best team possible. And I'm not in a position to be the best player possible, but I, you know, I, I think we gravitate, we've always gravitated towards guys like busy in this town mm-hmm. because they bring the heart, they bring the hustle 
But I also think it's unfair to compare a guy like Busy mm-hmm. to a guy like DA because you bring it up. When you're a starter, you have to have a different mentality, especially on the defensive side, than you do on a guy that's going to come in and play 11 to 12 minutes in a game. Yeah. Because you can go out there and you can you can play without a care because you're not worried about fouling out. You're not worried about those things. You're not the main focus. So. Yeah. Well, you know, and not only that, but it's like, you know, we, we sit here and we talk about these guys and like, oh, well, Busy is just so much better than DA or or Jock is so much better. Like, okay, yeah, it's all well and good until you actually do see them become the starter. Mm. And we saw this last year with JaVale yeah. uh, multiple times where he was playing extended minutes. It did not go so well. Like it, it was it was still efficient. He was still good, but it wasn't, you know, what his per 36 projected him to be, right? Um, and, and then, and now you're seeing he's not even getting used in Dallas. Like, mm. like there's there's certain things about what Espo was saying about being the starter and having to log those long minutes. It's a different, uh, totally different environment. Mm. And it's not fair to to compare one or the other. What we can say is, is that these guys are playing above expectations. And I think for the longest time in this city, it, it's, we're, we've been conditioned to to root for the underdog because we are always the underdog like we've all, for, we're a perennial underdog in Arizona so it's easy to gravitate to guys like Jock or or Busy because they can't let you down because they're just coming off the bench and right. if they let you down it's a it's a it's the a expectations it's a low, are yeah, low anyway. it's a low letdown it's okay yeah. but when you got to put all your money and stock into a DA and I truly believe it would have been the same thing had Luca come here it, the same expectation would have been placed on Luca, and half the fan base would have not liked him. The other half would have until he showed out what he could do. And obviously, if he's dropping sixty point triple doubles, <laughs> we all would have forgot about that shit, right? Yeah. But but for Da, that's that's kind of the conundrum what, uh, of what he's in. But I also do want to say this, and I, and I told you guys I wanted to say something real quick. Mm-hmm. I understand that people are upset about DeAndre Aiden, and I have no problem with that. I really, I genuinely don't. But we have, as a fan base, it feels like, or a certain section of the fan base, has gotten to the point where they have literally taken this almost to an extreme personal level, Mm -hmm. like where they're just absolutely going at this guy. And and the, the, the approach isn't even basketball related sometimes. It's just personal attack. This guy's such a piece of crap, or he's just this, that, the other. And he's just going to such an extreme that I honestly don't even want to be a part of that. Like we, we can be better about this. We can have a civil discourse about this. It, nobody should feel f- afraid to say DA uh, isn't living up to expectations and then have half the fan base come at him because, you know, you, that's a trash take. And the other half, you know, just going over the top the other way. Like there's gotta be a meet in the middle <laughs> here. He's not playing well. Okay. That's cool. He hasn't lived up to first, first round pick or first overall pick expectations or the max contract. Okay, that's fine. But I have never really seen the type of vitriol towards one specific player as I have with DA ever. I and think- it, it goes beyond that, too. Like, yes, you should be mind what you say about a human being as far as the player themselves, mm. but also amongst the community yeah. here. Like, we can agree to disagree without getting nasty with one another, right? right? If somebody loves DA, they're allowed to love DA. If somebody dislikes DA, they're allowed to dislike DA. Yeah, you guys don't need to percent. be angry at one another because you're in different camps. It's okay to have a different opinion without literally coming for people's throats. Like we just can't that's not cool. I, and that's not what that's not what we're supposed to be doing in this community. You know what I mean? Like sports are supposed to be fun. They're supposed to be a way for you to escape whatever maybe hardships are going on in your life. It's literally quite literally entertainment. So if you have somebody on your timeline that's really bothering you, the mute button exists for a reason. <laughs> Use it. I just we're at a point where everywhere else in in life and in the world digitally not not when you're interacting in person in most cases but digitally has become so much vitriol and and all that that sports always kind of felt like a place that you could escape from some of that like it, mm-hmm. you know but everything we're all digging in on every opinion now and look i, I you know i've been guilty of it you know uh, and and I think it, to some extent everybody has been at at one time or another. But it's you know I think last night hit a hit a crescendo, and I think we all could 
take a step well, back on that and, well, and it did and it's and it's frustrating because there is a an interesting basketball conversation to be had about him and and I don't blame fans for being disappointed in his performance especially this right, season that's like fine. that's natural all, yeah, but sure. yeah like you're saying when you make it personal when you're just a dick and it's personal attacks on the guy you know, I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan, but we know that every fan base has good fans and they have bad fans. It's just the nature of this. Um, so personally, I would advise you don't be a dick. Realize this guy is a good human being who has his priorities straight as far as being a family man and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I will say, though, as far as evaluating his game, it's also OK to be frustrated with him because if you're not a little bit frustrated with what we've seen this season, you're not really paying attention and you're just blindly supporting the guy. Like there's, there's levels to this. There's a middle ground that we can talk about the basketball stuff and leave it at that. Yeah. And we're, that's like, I, we're already getting a couple comments in the chat. We're not telling you that you can't point out inconsistencies in Deandre's play mm -hmm. or the frustrating parts of it. Like you're more, you're absolutely allowed you do to do that. that. All the time. You, <laughs> you should and you can. You absolutely can. Um, it's just when it becomes personal, which I know a lot of people are also saying they've never seen that. And I am so glad that you haven't seen Bro, that. I don't, I, it's just different timelines, different curated pieces of contents for everyone on social media. That's kind of how the platforms work. But I'm glad if you haven't seen it, if you have seen it, like I said, you don't have to engage. You can always use the mute button. But let's just... As fans, at least, because because we're all in this together, right? Yeah. That's like the fun of part of being a fan is you get to connect with people online about a shared enjoyment, a shared like passion and love. So let's just keep it on that side. I blame Luca. He tore us all apart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't really. It was a joke. Just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> all right. So now that we got that all off of our chest, let's move right on along. And uh, first and foremost, it is Friday. If you guys are looking to have a little bit of fun this weekend, maybe with some tasty beverages, might I recommend Four Peaks. Four Peaks has some fantastic brews. Okay, uh, we got some people here at PHNX who are apparently going out for a night on the town. Uh, everybody this evening. at PHNX is going out on the town tonight. What are you talking about, Lindsay? Is that what we're doing? Uh, yes. Thank, I didn't know. Thanks we were doing for that. the invite. Oh guys. no, Espo got invited. No, I got didn't. invited. Everybody but I got invited. Uh, no. I mean, I'll be in the old town area as it is. Y'all are gonna be drinking. Four Peaks. That's yes. right. Espo gets it. Four Peaks beer. They also have two <laughs> brand new beers right now. The Recreational Juice Dank IPA and the Staycation Super Juicy IPA. Also, the Super Bowl is just around the corner. Enjoy a nice Four Peaks beverage during the big game as well. Just make sure you guys stock up. And of course, you have to be 21 years or older. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. So listen, we haven't exactly been the best as far as picking good bets on the DraftKings Sportsbook app this week. Yeah. But we're no quitters on this side of the nope. <laughs> television. I might put up a sign that says, I don't want to be here anymore. We but, don't yeah. quit. So we're going to try again with a pick of the week on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Espo, you got to get us back in the win column with this. It's simple. Let's take it back to basics. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow, Suns money line. Against the Spurs. Okay. It's that easy. Okay. That is your pick of the week. <laughs> Take it to the bank. But don't get mad at me if I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Always the disclaimer. You cannot get angry if we're wrong. <laughs> I, I think it's funny that you asked Espo to do the pick of the week, even though you're leading in our standings. That's true. But you're losing. So my next best, best option you was You should have picked yourself. Always bet on yourself, Lindsay. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong, but, you know. <laughs> She'd be in the negative if she had done that. So. <laughs> too little, too late, I suppose. <laughs> if you guys want to get in on the action on the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now, four NFL teams remain, two conference championship games, and only a few more shots to win big on the playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Counting down to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. So make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the promo code PHNX because new customers can bet $5 on the conference championships and get 200 in free bets instantly with the code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Okay, the conversation that everyone wants to get into today, the better side of this Friday fun day. 
trade rumors. God oh, yes. love the trade rumors. Are we sure that's a better side? I mean, everyone <laughs> have you loves seen it. My mentions? But we love it, right? Isn't it so fun? Oh, I have thoughts about your mentions. <laughs> I do too, but I'm going to keep it nice because we said we should. Would you guys like to start with the D-Lo rumors or or would you like to start with some breaking news that people breaking have put news. in the chat? It's not really that breaking. Don't get breaking too excited. News. Why are you getting me excited But like that? according to Jake Fisher, Denver oh. has begun gauging the trade value of Bones Highland. Ooh. Is that something There's no way that you would be interested in? Shut your mouth. AO2? Did oh that come out God. too? Loosely. Loosely? Okay. Oh my God. If Bones Highland was a Phoenix Sun, <laughs> they would never, ever trade him to Phoenix. Why? Because Why? the Nuggets don't want to have to face a guy that they just dealt in the playoffs. Like they, they, This is like trade 101. You trade the young guy to the Eastern Conference and Siberia. So he's going to the magic. Dude, give me all right? bones all day. I love me some I would. Highland. I would love him here. I, no, I, I, but I just don't see that happening. My God, I'm turning into Gambo. <laughs> <laughs> you are Where's the trade, the trade reaper, reaper Where's the trade reaper? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Forget about it. That's tough. I'm kind of interested by that. I know he's been inconsistent for them this season, but I would be surprised <laughs> if bones gets traded. Just in general, that's he's only 22. Like he's I got, know. he's got lots of room to improve that, for whatever. Twelve, two, and three a game. Yeah, I He'd mean, be a nice guy off the bench. Yeah. Listen, you know I'm all about good vibes, and we know from our friends over at DMVR that Bones Highland has the best vibes. Mm -hmm. So if he was a member of the Phoenix Suns, oh sign me up, Eric. Uh, Would Eric, be so fun at D Line Co on Twitter. If that happens, all you gotta do is just change the colors of that T-shirt <laughs> and send that bitch our way. Let's go. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, if it happens, I can use the headline "boned." Oh, oh my God! Oh, no. You no. Go always there. has to take it to another level. <laughs> you would. Oh, I'm just giving a preview of where we're going. <laughs> just making sure that people are prepared. That's oh, all. That. But uh, obviously, that one wasn't really directly related to the Suns, but it was something fun that popped up right as this show started, and we had it in the chat, so we had to bring it did up. Did you ever have the Bones Highland Burger? Oh, you've never been to the DMVR bar. I have not. They literally have a burger. It's a it's salmon a burger. Named after him, and it's it's a good. This is so what good. Saul's trying to do there. <laughs> it's so Gerald, good. you missed the cue. You were supposed. It was supposed to be all four of us. I don't at the same do it on time. command. I do it when I feel it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So back to the sun side of these rumors. Mm -hmm. uh, D'Angelo Russell and the Suns mm -hmm. are making the rounds again. Mm -hmm. at, at some point in time, this either not, needs to come to fruition or it just needs to die. Well, this has been die. going on since like. Literally the inception of time, it, it feels like. It's Mike Myers from Halloween. No matter how many times our favorite guy stabs that rumor, uh, <laughs> it comes back to life. And guess what? This time, dead silence. Nobody's tried to kill it, which makes me believe there might actually be some truth to it this time. You have, mm. We have the salaries to, to be able to match and do it. Um, and so, I listen, as a backup point guard... There's a lot worse that you could do in this league. Mm -hmm. mm. What do we get? So you could trade Dario, Jay, and Landry Shamit, and the salaries line up almost perfectly mm -hmm. to do that. Yeah. Right? What are you throwing in, though? A pick, pick. probably. Not this year's pick, no, obviously. Be a, I think it would be a lottery-protected 2024, 2025 yeah. kind of pick. Yeah. I Okay, so as a backup point guard, he would be an upgrade over campaign for sure. He's averaging 18 and six um, over in Minnesota. They're a 500 team, but they've been missing cat for a lot of the year. And they took on the albatross that is Rudy Gobert. Um, so that's honestly kind of impressive. And it would be an upgrade over Payne, over Saban Lee, over D wash at that spot. And, they I, and, picks. and you wouldn't have to give up too much to get him aside from a pick. I would be a little underwhelmed if that's all they do at the trade deadline, but I, I think that would be I I don't mind that at all, honestly. I would too. I mean, that's not that's not the big move everybody right. has hoped for. But if you're not gonna get some big move like a Pascal Siakam or something, like that's that's the kind of move that could make you better for this playoff run and then gives you the opportunity to keep him 
moving forward. What everybody keeps forgetting is these expiring contracts. Right. You do not gain thirty million in cap space. Nope. You basically lose that thirty million if you don't deal it for somebody that's going to stay around. And you can re-sign your own guy into cap into over the cap. So. Right. So they have to make some move because I'm sorry, but obviously Jay ain't coming back. I I, I find it very hard to think that Dario's coming back. And if he does, it you're going to be spending very little mm. uh, to bring him back. Like I, I I look at this, make some kind of move to bring in some kind of talent to help you now, but to also give you options in the offseason. Well, I'm I'm kind of shocked that everybody's so against this. I think that might be the win because it's so split. You know what they say is it, unless your fan base is split 50-50 on a trade, then it's not going to happen. Well, here's so my maybe thing. D'Lo is actually going to come to fruition here. Hey, I think, talk to me, Gerald. Tell I, me, tell I me think what the reason why people are probably split is because it can't be as the long-term successor to Chris no. Paul. No, I don't think it is. He's I mean, your, he's your he's, sixth man. Is that the he's concern, only, though, that it he, might end up being that? But uh, yeah, because he is an unrestricted free agent this summer. So like, if you're trading for him, you're either going all in on a title contention run this year with making other moves, or you are having to re-sign him. I I I, I mean, he's going to be looking for decent money. He's not going to make. I don't think he's going to make thirty one million like no, he is this I, year. I think he's but, realistic. He's probably in that twenty million range, right? Which yeah. is a lot for a guy that I don't think should be your. Is he your? Is he successor? Though? Is he in that? He's going to be looking I think, for I think a year so. range. Yeah. I think so. Because he's still putting up 18 and 6 on pretty good shooting splits. Like he's only 26 still. He's I think that, that would be three this year. Right. Like, that would be my concern with trading for him is you see him as your future. And yeah, I, I just don't I, see I, that. I, the thing I like about D'Lo right now is that he can score mm -hmm. and he can facilitate. And right now, you don't really have a backup we, that has been consistent uh, enough to do that. Right. Like campaign, as much as we've been clamoring and hoping, and I know he's been injured, but uh, he he hasn't done that on a consistent basis. And I, I, so getting D'Lo to come in, uh, maybe maybe that boost of Booker will help. You know, maybe that boost of uh, learning from a, a CP3 would help. You know, it just I don't know. I, I I'm on board with it because I think I think of him. As a one-year solution, I do not think of him as a long-term solution to replace Chris Paul, um, but I think he would be a, a suitable stopgap for you to have a little bit more time to find a suitable replacement for Chris Paul, which isn't the worst thing in the world. Give him a two-year, $40 million contract and call it a day. Well, look, I, there's there's a chance you keep Chris Paul next year, right? So, I mean, it, everybody assumes that, oh, they're just going to let him go, but that's not necessarily going to be the case here. So, I mean, if your plan is to keep Chris Paul and you can have D'Lo as that bench scoring, I don't, I don't have that much of a problem. You're not sacrificing much uh, in terms of it. People are like, well, how would, why would you pay that? And I'm like, you, you wouldn't get much from D'Lo. And I'm like, how much are you getting from Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and Landry Shamit? And people are like, you can't trade Dario. I'm like, really? You can't trade Dario? We're now at the Dario's untouchable the phase Dario stands. I can't. You know? I don't even understand it. Yeah, he's been playing very good of late. Leave us alone. My man didn't even, he <laughs> didn't even play alone. last night. Leave he played like three alone. minutes last night. Look, I, I Let us have fun. He's back playing decent, but like, really? If you can get something yeah. that can really help. And and people can debate if they think D'Lo will really help. I get that part. Right. But Dario being this uh, this thought of as untouchable because he could be the key seems a bit much to me. <laughs> Dude, right if now. Dario is the key, oh my god! I don't want to see the door. Right? Is, this, <laughs> is this what Narnia looks like? <laughs> like, like <laughs> if he is the key, we're gonna clip this moment and play that shit oh back. Oh my on god! If, if we're gonna rematch the key, with the Bucks. I and don't want to see the door. Dario opens. drops twenty and ten, and I'm like, holy shit, he was the key. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong this whole time. Oh, I love Dario, but if we have to move Dario, then we have to move Dario. There you like, go, it Lindsay. just it is what it is. Like sometimes I totally homies gotta understand. go. Right. Yeah. He's, he's not untouchable by any means. But I do we will think still it's... root for Dario no matter oh, where he is. No, I don't yes. wish him ill. No, just... no. Probably one of the Dario. nicest guys I've ever encountered in a the locker room. Okay, so where do each of you sit on a D Lo trade? Yay or nay? Yay. Uh, tentative yay. Yeah. I, I think it would be, it, de it shouldn't be option A. 
No. But if you kick the tires on some bigger moves and it's just not going to happen, I think that may be one of your best options on the table. So you might as well roll the dice because you're not gonna you're not gonna get anything out of out of the three I mentioned, at least not anything major. Try something. You got to try something. As a as a backup, he's an upgrade. Also, Dario has is on an expiring contract, correct? Yes, he is, but he'd be cheaper to resign. Oh, sure, bring him right back. You, I mean, could you could trade him and resign him in the off season for cheaper if he wants to come back. If you're over the cap, yeah, you you don't veteran minimum or biannual exception if you want to give him six. Yeah, on a minimum, but um, all I know is we have the person. In the chat, who's figured it out? Cryotero, they got it. Just trade a third round pick for John Moran and Steven Adams. Problem oh, third, solved. Oh, okay. third round pick. We're bringing the third Problem round back. All right. Solved. Can, <laughs> yeah. Can I bring up something? Somebody, people keep bringing up uh, Jordan Clarkson mm-hmm. as the name. Oh, Jordan Clarkson, better than D'Lo. And cheaper, apparently. Yeah. Oh, well, I hate this. Che- okay. Yes, he's cheaper for this season. But you're trading expirings for an expiring and negotiating a new deal. I just, I don't care if he's cheaper. He's also more attainable because I don't know that Utah's actually actively trying to jettison players right now no, like we thought, that, yeah. right? So when you look at it, D'Lo, 17 point, uh, six points a game. Jordan Clarkson, 21 points. All right. So Jordan scores more. 6.2 assists for D'Lo, 4.3 for Clarkson. So you're getting more distributing based with, on the stats. With D-Lo. With D-Lo. Yeah. You know, rebounding's 2.9 for D-Lo, 3.9 for Jordan Clarkson. But to me right here, this one stands out. 38.3% uh, from three for uh, for D-Lo, 35% for Clarkson. It's not, there's not some giant chasm here between these two guys. And you could argue in certain areas, you're going to get a better fit with with D'Lo and being able to spread the floor a little bit better like he has this year mm-hmm. uh, and and potentially uh, leading that second unit with with some assists as well. I, I don't know. Well, it's not I, perfect, but I don't know that they're going to get perfect. I feel like people keep bringing up Clarkson, and yes, he does have innate scoring ability, but he's not the guy that people seem to think he is as far as a three-point shooter. Like, he wasn't good last year. He wasn't good the year before. He's been below average this year. 35% is okay. It's, like, not good i think the average is around 36 percent in the league so i don't know like i i get it you need some scoring off the bench we need offensive creation we've talked about this so many fucking times already but i i i'm not as high on clarkson especially if utah is gonna drive up the asking price <laughs> jacob winkler in the chat hmm. he said flex said we're getting Embiid and lebron in the offseason so i'll wait for that <laughs> And I don't know if you're serious or not. Leave Flex alone. I love Flex, but I'm like, did he really say that? (laughs) Look, look, people are like, oh, well, if it costs the same. No, Utah's not going to accept a highly protected first-round pick. Minnesota's desperate for first-round picks because they sent everything that wasn't nailed down for Gobert. (laughs) So they're more desperate. I mean, they ruined the market. A million percent. They ruined the market. People are literally fishing for like two or three first-round picks for some bum players right now, and I'm like, bro, you're not getting that. How dare you speak of Alex Caruso well, that way? They're, <laughs> yeah, they're, like, I mean, they're like the open door it, of, it, MB, of the NBA. It, it like, makes me wonder what James Jones really is pitching to teams mm-hmm. uh, with Jay Crowder, because if Gobert got four, surely we can get two. Well, oh, I'm no. sure James started with, when talking to the Bucks. Giannis would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but if we have to accept Chris Middleton, we'll do that that's too. okay. That's okay, too. A lot of people, well, not a lot, a couple and of people in the chat yeah. have mentioned, like, Delo's fit and that he mm. comes with maybe some baggage as far as locker room, teammate type stuff. Would you be worried about that here? Has Delo ever been on a highly functioning team? No. No. Brooklyn was a hot mess. When the he Lakers to, were terrible. The Lakers were a hot mess. When he got to uh, Golden State, they were in that season where, where everything, was, was, everything was in flux. People were hurt, uh, and then Minnesota has not been uh, has not been a, a highly functioning organization while he's been there. Either. 
And I don't think you can blame it on him. I think no. you can blame his time at the Lakers on him. He was young, though. He did uh, you well, know, he dumb did. things. Right. That whole team did dumb things, well, and Kobe fair. called them all Jordan, out on it. Jordan Clarkson was on that team, too. Yeah, how about <laughs> that, huh? Um, but, yeah, I, I I think there are some concerns with that type of thing, but we'd have those concerns with anybody that they're bringing in because mm-hmm. guess what? It's a new guy. It's a new dynamic in a locker room that has been, to this point, very cohesive. So, I I don't know. I, I just don't know enough about him, but he is friends with Book, so that would help. And, and I would say this. There's a big difference between Cat and Book. Mm. Like, Book has got that – he's got that Mamba mentality. He's very – like, he doesn't – Book does not strike me as the type of dude, and we've seen this in practice multiple times, where he fucks around. Mm. Like, he he gets in there and he puts in work. Like, and that's what he's about. I Cat doesn't necessarily give me all those vibes. I'm sure he works hard, but, like, D-Book is about that life. And if, if D-Lo comes in, uh, I can see him having to adapt to Book because this is Book's team. Right. And don't you ever fucking forget that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and I don't think he would. No, I don't think he would either. Han in the chat said, so what you're saying is D'Lo is perfect fit for this hot mess. (laughs) Yes. Come on. Yes. It's not hot. It's been very cold here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on D'Angelo Russell and we'll see if maybe this time around things actually happen. But I'm personally not going to hold my breath around a D'Lo conversation anymore. If the Reaper does not kill it soon, I believe there's legs. That's uh, that's what I'm saying. That he he lived for killing the D'Lo rumors before. <laughs> we yeah. shall see. Uh, we also obviously all got news earlier in the week that Matt Ishbia is going to be at the helm of this organization before Matt, the trade deadline. Matt, the Suns Matt. told us that he will be introduced as the new owner in a press conference February 8th a.k.a. the day before the trade deadline. So I know, Gerald, you put together a wish list at gophnx.com, but let's all talk about a wish list for Mm -hmm. Matt Ishbia when he gets here. Mm -hmm. What's on your list, y'all? I mean, I'll let you guys go first. Okay. Mine is real simple. Well, twofold, right? The Mm -hmm. first thing you do is fire Jason Rowley. I've said it since the beginning of this. The second you walk in the door, hire a new team president, clean a house. Mm -hmm. 1B, though, if you really want to ingratiate yourself to Suns fans, bring back the physical ring of honor and then put D'Antoni, Amari, and Matrix all in there. Right there, you already win people over just doing that. I'm personally waiting on the Amari thing for just a just a minute there. But yeah, I agree with you on like Marion needs to be immediately put in there. D'Antoni needs to be put in there immediately. Um, a G League team would be nice. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit, we're one of two teams in the NBA that doesn't have a fucking G League affiliate with um, the Blazers. That's insane. I'm like, only in if they play at the mullet. Okay, the that's the question. Where do you want this G League team? I'm Prescott. Leave them in Prescott. That worked out. Or in Flagstaff. No. Just if you leave Suns? them in Prescott, can we not be the Northern Arizona Suns? Because the NAZ Suns was way too close to an uncomfortable typo. Oh so, like, God. let's go with something oh, wow. better especially, than that. Especially nowadays, <laughs> since people are using <laughs> you, that you, word you, again. You, you can't throw them in Tucson. Why not? Why not? Because they'll get dwarfed. Nobody will ever go to those games. Nobody went to them at, in, in Prescott Valley either. How do you know? You because I there worked there when they <laughs> added. You worked everywhere. I, I mean, worked for the Suns I know. when they had the Did team. You, so you went back and forth all the time? Sometimes you were, had to go up there for certain things. Yeah. So like, what? And you so heard about we did when on. Derek Jones Jr. was with our G League team. We had to go up there. After training camp, we would have a little exhibition up there, too. And even those ones weren't, like, overly popping. Like, they were popping, but, you know. So there is an alternate. There's a G League team that does not have an NBA affiliate in Mexico City. Now it's a three oh, hour. Sign me it's up. It's a three hour flight. Send me to the G League team right now, you guys. But if the NBA is considering expansion down the line, there, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. It'd be interesting. that would be so fun. L- Lindsey Smith, the Mexico City Sun sideline reporter. That the, would be a blast. Cl- I love that move. For for clarification, uh, I wasn't saying Tucson wouldn't go to those games. Because uh, they don't love basketball. I'm saying they wouldn't go to those games because there's better basketball up the street. 
Uh, hello. I mean, not better, but yes, uh, they would significantly oh, better. No, they Let's love go, Wildcats. That no, come on. Just, you don't <laughs> think there's enough room in a basketball town's heart for extra basketball? Just mm. name them the Tucson Wildcats. Make them red no. and blue. Oh, don't fucking do that. There we go. Okay. Let's go to Mexico. The Mexico City branding would be so much cooler. Mark Blair, you suck. <laughs> I love Tucson. <laughs> uh, Saul, anything on your wish list? Honestly, for me, it's very simple. Uh, clean house mm-hmm. and and implement uh, and input people that you know truly care about people, mm-hmm. truly care about the growth of of a franchise and the city, and more importantly, I would really love to see the walls kind of be torn down and and more events open to the public because mm-hmm. um, there's right now prices are just crazy insane and it's hard for a family of four that doesn't have all the money that's expendable in the world with inflation and all this stuff going on uh, to get involved with the team that they grew up loving. Like, so have some more events that are uh, accessible for, for people of, of all classes to be able to go and meet their favorite players, get an autograph, take a picture, those kind of things. I, I you know, like a fan festy type of thing mm-hmm. um, that, that would be open. I, I would like to see more of that. Like more lemonade stands. Loved that. Yeah. I thought that was a really fun, like natural. Mm. Did it get co-opted a little bit? Yeah, yes. I but hated how that. it started was perfect. It was right. so perfect. How because it started was perfect. It was so perfect until it got corporatized and then I was out. Yeah. yeah. But that was after the initial it event. It was. Though. The actual event itself was pretty cool. I yeah. I, I that when I wrote that article, ingrain yourself in the community was one that was important mm-hmm. because, you know, obviously he's got all his stuff in Michigan or whatever, but like events, charities, doing the media tour, come on our show, Matt. Um, That's the number one. Get your ass like, out here. Like, it, it's good because for so long, the Suns have been unlikable across the NBA because of the guy at the very top. So make an effort to put yourself in the community, show Suns fans in this city that you care about this team and it wasn't just a team for you to buy. And, you know... Go about restoring the image of this organization Mm -hmm. and and cleaning house is an important part of that, obviously. And I think bringing in some people uh, along with James Jones, if that's the way you decide to go, that have championship uh, pedigree, Mm -hmm. that have won it because they say, act like you've been there before. Well, if you've never been there before, you don't know how to act. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to to see some uh, some people with that mindset in there as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, mine's pretty simple. Like the first one is like, don't be a dick. Like very low bar mm-hmm. setting here, you know, but that's one that I think is important to have. Yeah. Um, I do love Bryn Tannehill on mm-hmm. Twitter yeah. when she responded to you, mm-hmm. said bring more goats in the office. <laughs> now you could take that literally or metaphorically. Yeah. I'll take both. I'll okay. take either one, right? Bring more goats in the office. Maybe that means Diana Taurasi can move into mm-hmm. some sort of a role within the organization. Maybe you just give her the ownership rights to the Mercury. I'm on board with that. I want yeah, DT on there. television. Selfishly, I want yeah. that analysis. But she doesn't I, I, no, want no, no, to. Her and Eddie. No, no, no. I, I don't want. I don't want DT on television. I want DT on the internet. I want DT on the internet. I want that. Yes. I want a side feed that is unedited, and and DT can really tell me what she thinks because I love unedited yeah. DT. DT. She's the best. We got a seat here. I'm saying live whenever you want. (laughs) And then this one is just kind of like out of left field, but Mm. a partnership with Mitchell and Ness, which cough, cough, book and CP3 are now part owners of Mm. so that we can have some continued really dope merch around like the 90s retro look. We're talking like the Sunburst logo, of course, and the all star stuff. Mm. Like, I think Mitchell and Ness does a really cool job. And I'm not I don't know if the Suns have a partnership with them or not, but I know there's a whole bunch of red tape around mm-hmm. the burst and that's why we could only have it for one year because they own the rights to it but find a good friendship there so we can have some cool stuff <laughs> i think you bring up a, a great point rebranding of some sorts now i don't want to go away from colors or, or the burst mm-hmm. but give me different jerseys get me away from anything that reminds me of uh, the disgraced future former owner of this team uh, give me a fresh start where i can it feels like the demons have been fully exercised. If yeah. Bring back the Western font. I'd love to see those jerseys back again. That would be dope. You know, just for one season or two seasons. I don't care. The Western font is so, such a classic look mm. that it's just, come on, bring it back. I like this one from the chat. A lot of people are saying 
bring Charles Bar- Barkley back. Mike B said, got to get Thunder Dan and Charles involved somehow to pipe dream, but dreams are free. Um, but I do think that's an important one. Build the bridge that has been broken for a lot of your old school players. Mm-hmm. Mend that relationship. Get them involved with the organization again, whether it's from being like an ambassador or just being around or working for the team in some capacity, whatever that looks like, mend the bridges. I wonder why so many organizations do that where owners come in and they just like alienate players that the fans have, have traditionally loved. Because it's um, not about the fans. It's about the allegiance to reason. former owners and egos. That's I've, really all I've it seen is. that at the collegiate level too, where new yeah. head coaches will get hired and they just completely alienate Guys that you know, you know, blood, sweat, and teared their way to uh, some success, and I just don't understand this. So, Sly brought up a, a fun one: one percent interest rates on. I home love loans that for all Suns fans. Go. There you go. Let's make that happen. Uh, you can get that if it, if you get a diehard subscription. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll fund oh, yeah. uh, about fifty eight dollars worth of your mortgage at one percent. So. You can buy down your points with fifty eight dollars. That's there you all you go. got. Yep. Anything else that you'd like on the wish list? Fly uh, the Mercury. Yes, 100%. Don't make them go through what they've Mm -hmm. been going through. Agree with that. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of the basketball stuff, like clear the pass so JJ can make a Jay Crowder trade at the very least before the deadline. You know, front office stuff, beefing up the scouting department, making that a mandatory thing is huge. And I wrote about all this other basketball stuff in detail at gophnx.com if you want to read it. But my biggest thing... Matthew, <laughs> please, please turn the AC down in the footprint center. It's so fucking cold in there all the time. We are all wearing jackets on media row because the damn beer garden doors are wide the fuck up open. So the temperature is whatever it is outside. Please close the doors. Please turn the heater on a little bit. I don't want to freeze anymore come April covering when, basketball. Come April when those doors open, you're going to be like, please turn on the please air conditioning. Close, <laughs> close the doors. No. Just make it a comfortable temperature. But everyone that it. goes to games is freezing right now. I get what you're saying, though. It's like everyone assumes like, oh, it's Phoenix. It's 100 and some odd degrees. Like winters aren't that bad. We're used to 100 some odd degrees. Winters are still bad for a lot of us here, okay? And if I'm indoors and it's 40 degrees, we have a problem. Yes. Look, I want it tied to how well the suns are shooting. If they <laughs> if, if, if they start shooting poorly, that temperature drops, everybody's uncomfortable. Oh my goodness. You guys gracious. are soft. Wow. <laughs> I live here for a reason. I moved here to Who's get away that? from the fucking cold. Just this make that. it warm inside. If I'm inside, that's the expectation. It's warm. That's all I want. Anybody else? Please, Matthew. Anybody else? Good on that one. All right. There's our wish list for Matt. Hopefully we get some of those things at the very least. Sure up the heat in the wintertime. So Gerald can just like chill out a little bit more. Literally. Uh, we're on, I'm on your team, though, Gerald. I'm 100% in support of that. We hard. do have a what super happened? chat from Rashawn. Thank you for your super chat, Rashawn. They said, I love the new nickname, Ice Monty or I Will Ice. Momentum killer, Ice, Ice Monty. We're getting in the recording booth, uh, DJ going. Father. DJ God. Father and Espo oh, you're gonna sing back this? in Oh, we're action. doing it together, Sol. I am dreading this. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yeah, you don't. You don't have the balls to bring the heat like I do. Listen, Let's there's do two it. ways Your that you can utilize. Does nothing to there me. are two <laughs> ways you can utilize OGs when it comes to this new song between DJ Father and Espo. You can either utilize it to forget about it or you can utilize it to, to heighten it. the yeah. experience, <laughs> which I am team utilized to heighten the experience because I, for one, am actually really looking forward to this song. I might regret saying that at some point in time, but for oh, right now, I'm very excited about it. <laughs> Our friends over at OGs make the best scratch-made THC gummies, and they have a wide variety of flavors and items that you can choose from. Uh, it's official. Strawberries and cream is hitting the shelves soon, and this is the Happy Balance Gummy. So it's a one-to-one ratio of CBD and THC, and it's Happy Balance. Like, How can you be mad about anything that provides a happy balance in your life. That's literally what we're all striving for, right? Mm -hmm. Just a reminder, though, you do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. But you can find OGs at OGsBrands.com or at your local dispensary. Hey, Lindsay, stop, collaborate, and listen. Mm. DJ Father and Espo are back with a brand new mission. Oh. Oh, 
it's coming. I feel like. Oh. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> Eject. Immediately Screw you, eject. DJ Father. I'll he would have replaced Mission with Addition. I think it could have worked really well for that one. I'm just like, I don't know, but it'd be fun. Listen, if you want to go to a Suns game, all I can recommend to you are two things. One, bring a jacket because apparently it's really cold. <laughs> yeah, two, cold. buy your tickets you at ain't been to the arena. When's the last so time you've been there? That you can save you up to life. 60% when you buy them last minute. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> game time is a great place to go when you are looking for tickets to upcoming games or concerts because... Last minute, you can get really good deals. We're talking up to 60% here, okay? So make sure you check them out anytime you are looking for tickets. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description of this show, whether that's on YouTube or whatever podcast platform you find the shows on. The link is always in the description, so it's really easy to come back to throughout the year anytime you're looking for tickets. So check them out. Okay, you guys ready for a game? Let's do it. All right. So this is a game that Espo came up with, but I did all the heavy lifting on, except for creating the graphics. That was also Espo. Mm -hmm. That's what what management does. Y'all see what I'm doing here? We come up with the idea. (laughs) We make other people do the work. Oh, man. I only did half the work. I still made you do the other half. Somehow I got suckered into doing the heavy lifting. (laughs) All right. We're going to play a little Would You Rather NBA stats edition. So we put one of these on our Twitter page today, and that's what caused kind of a little bit of chaos around the D-Lo shenanigans. But basically how this works is real simple. Two players, you don't know who they are. I'm showing you their stats, ones that I've cherry-picked. You got you get points, rebound, assists, and then one cherry-picked stat on each of them. And you have to tell me who you'd rather trade for or have on the Suns team. So Ready? this okay. is just Espo or uh, Gerald and I or everybody's? I Espo the didn't players. see the players. He just oh, saw the stats. Okay. Yeah, so he didn't see the gotcha. players. So, so all three of advanced. you. Okay, gotcha. I'm the only one who knows which players and Shane, of okay. course, behind the Mac. So what do we got first, Shane? Who are we looking at here? Okay. Player one, 17.6 points per game, 2.9 rebounds per game, 6.2 assists per game, and is shooting 46.5% from the field. Or player two, 15.8 points per game, 6.3 rebounds per game, 7.5 assists per game, and is shooting 42.1 from the field. I will take uh, Jordan Clarkson, player number two. Okay. That's not Jordan Clarkson, but nice (laughs) Uh, Oh, it's Russell Wilson. Yeah, I'll take player one. Player yeah, one. I'm, I'm going to take player one as well. Are you still playing player two? Oh, yeah, I'm still taking two. Player, player two, two feels like a trap. And I want to point out, I detest this format just because I don't know all the other stats. <laughs> and it drives me nuts. That's the fun of it. So That's I'll take player one. That's what makes this fun. If, if, this, you. Is, if this is Russell Westbrook, <laughs> I'm fully on board with this. I love oh, how Connor... God. Is Connor basically what you are asking what? for? I need to know their VORP. <laughs> oh, you no. need all of them? Value now I know you're trolling us. So player one was D-Lo. Okay. Player two was... Was Russell Westbrook. Hey, uh, nope. let's go, Thank Russ. Not, let's a, not a chance in hell. <laughs> Why not? No. Why not? No, because you're not going to resign him. So then you've just wasted. Wait, do you all. really want to resign him? But the point is, if you're going to trade your expiring contracts, you have to get in somebody that you will want to at least consider resigning. You got to send out like what forty million dollars in salary. Some shit like that. Listen. For what? Listen. (laughs) You put two players up there. You said who was better. I took the one that was better. She asked, who would you rather trade for? (laughs) All time, sure. You said, would you rather? Would you rather have this player or that player? I would rather have that player. Paul is standing uh, by his choice, and I respect it. I respect it. Let's ride. You're always allowed to be wrong. Into the gates of hell. (laughs) (laughs) Let's ride to a first round elimination, baby. Let's go. Our next set of would you rathers, we have player number one with 25.2 points per game, 8.3 rebounds, 6.5 assists, and 1.3 three-point makes. Player two, 29.9 points, 8.5 rebounds, 7 assists, and 2.1. Okay, three anybody that takes player one must have fallen down the stairs. Oh, be careful there, buddy. I'm taking player two. Player two? I'm taking player two all day. Okay. I'm taking player two. I would like to see some efficiency. Oh, you know you're about to drive this. I think this is is Bradley Beal. I feel like I could give you some efficiency. So from a three-point perspective for player two, it's 30.4. From a field goal perspective, it's 50. Okay. Okay. And then player one 
from I only have field goal pulled up. I can only tell That's you fine. that because it That's cut fine. off the other one. Forty seven point seven is from it, the field. Is this B Beal or LeBron? Mm. I feel like player, player one might be close to Randall. I feel like he might be averaging more rebounds though. Okay. I don't know. I'm gonna take player two. Y'all still player two? Yes. I'm player taking two. player two. All right. Player I'm, one I'm is Pascal Siakam. Oh, okay. Player two is the king, LeBron James. Oh, okay. oh yeah. I take LeBron, LeBron all day. Two for two. Okay. All day. Okay. Oh, I want two Lakers on our team. Fuck me. That's <laughs> rough, man. Damn well, it. you know, no, thank Saul? you. <laughs> LeBron's going to be a Phoenix Sun next Saul year, doing by the way. Saul you heard it here first. That's happening. That's for sure happening. Mm. All right. Next up, He'll would you rather... Player one, 19.1 points, 4.3 rebounds, 6.3 assists, 1.6 steals. Or player two, 17.3 points, 5.6 rebounds, 2 assists, and 2.1 steals. Is player one Dennis Schroeder? Because that would be awesome. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm going to take player two. I'll take player one. Okay. Uh, I feel like player one might be Van Vliet. I'm going to take player one. So we got two player ones and one player two. Yep. Player one is Fred Van Vliet. Nicely done, so. Player two, OG Ananobi. Ooh, <laughs> dang it. Missed yeah. that. <laughs> definitely, Such an evil laugh. Definitely want it. player number one. Give me number two all day. I, I would take number two. All right. Want a jam-packed small forward. Is that what you want? I want wings and limbs you everywhere. Guys all want Defense limbs. everywhere. Wings. I said limbs, not phalanges. <laughs> Wings and hot sauce, baby. <laughs> Is That's it? where my head went. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Finally, our last would you rather. That's we have point. player one, 13.7 points, 4.3 rebounds, 8.6 assists, shooting 40.9% from deep. Player two, 12.5 points, 4 rebounds, 3.1 assists, and shooting 33.8 from deep then i'll put up playoff stats i'll take player two <laughs> do you know these players i know i assume i know who player one is though i just i feel I'm, like this is one of those red herring she wants us to take player I one know, so she goes surprise you just picked Grayson right like, uh, i'm gonna go that? player one even someone is I really think. high in assists and they're probably not that great but i'm gonna take player one what if somebody's pretty high, in assists, well, that's oh. that's what I'm agreeing you realize with you. Like player one, it's <laughs> drawing us into a trap. You realize player player it's one's probably Chris Paul. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, it might be actually. Yeah, actually it is. <laughs> yeah, okay. Player one's Chris Paul. That's I'll right. stay with it. I'll keep Chris. That's Paul. why. Yeah. I no, I too. no, I feel a lot better choosing that now. Yeah, actually. I do too. Thought it was a trick, like some. It's a trap. Some yeah. Player one is Chris Paul. Hell yeah. And player two is Emmanuel Quickly. Okay. <laughs> I don't think you can go wrong Ooh. either way. I'm glad I I'm sticking with my pick for sure. So yeah, what'd you guys think? Did uh, you feel like you now that you have mm-hmm. seen all of these would you rather's, you know who you were picking, do you feel good with your choices? Yes. I do. I think I do. three out of four or four out of four. There was the one that I didn't like. It was really- rue the day when Russell Westbrook drops a triple double in the first round of the playoffs and, and they lose the day. They I, lose I really game. thought you were gonna drop a like a Pat Bev versus Grayson Allen in there. <laughs> I like should have like a Sophie's choice without us knowing who uh, we're actually. Right. Like, that would have been brutal. I was trying to make it like, you know I would take Grayson Allen. He's a better shooter. Similar style players and players that have been linked to the Suns, mm-hmm. right? So we were doing the best we could. But I like it. I thought it was a fun game. Mm-hmm. I'm I enjoyed all the different selections. <laughs> the fact that you pick Westbrook and LeBron back to back is quite hilarious to me, <laughs> considering how much you hate the Lakers. I, I you know I have an eye for talent. What can I say? <laughs> uh, I don't know about that one, but we what we do here at PHNX have an eye for is really good food, and you can find really good food at Illegal Pete's. They've got bowls, tacos, salads, burritos, nachos, a full bar with custom cocktails and happy hour every day from 3 to 6 p.m. And if you are looking for a place where you can find fresh ingredients and ingredients that can fit almost any diet or dietary restriction, Illegal Pete's is a no-brainer. Eat Pete's just for the health of it. It's always our go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beer. And you can check out their location in Tempe. It's one of our favorites to stop by. I wish it was go to health, right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate that, actually. That's a good one, Espo. (laughs) 
Shane hates it, but I'm I'm okay with it as well. All right, and then lastly, underdog fantasy. They do daily fantasy sports differently. The pick'em game is the best. It's super easy. You quite literally pick higher or lower. And our friend here at PHNX from the D-Back show, Derek Montia, won $1,000 playing higher or lower what? on underdog really? fantasy. Yes. And the way that you get extra money for this higher or lower thing is just simply adding more legs. So if you add as many legs as you're allowed to on underdog, underdog fantasy, you could literally win up to $1,000. Five bucks or five legs, uh, <laughs> 20 times your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So 20 bucks down. And I think he won a thousand dollars on Damn. a $20, uh, pick em game on underdog fantasy. And yes. right now, yes. if you go to underdogfantasy.com, yeah. he put 50 down and then oh, 50 down. Yeah. He told me it was 20. My bad. Well, 20 times well, his 20 math would be 400. Sucks. So yeah, math is hard. Math is hard. But anyway, uh, what isn't hard is getting free money from Underdog Fantasy. You just go to underdogfantasy.com or you download the app, you sign up with the promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. It's super easy. Really simple stuff. So make sure you guys check it out. Anything else that you guys uh, want to talk about on this fine Friday afternoon? Yes. If you haven't read the piece on Biombo, go read it. One of my favorite things I've written in quite a while. A lot of fun highlights. Just watch, like, Busy block a bunch of shots. There's a bunch of videos in there. So Yeah. Over, check out. over my years, I've had to read a lot of crappy sun <clears throat> stuff. This is not one of those things. <laughs> go check it out. It's well worth it. Uh, yesterday, or two days ago, we had a debate about Chris Paul versus Steve Nash uh, while we were well, some people were a little intoxicated uh, on the show. Uh, but I did ask Eddie Johnson yesterday on Outside Shots about that very specific thing. Go out, check it out. He also drops a little nugget about why he got traded and how that all came to be That's from the Phoenix Suns, which I had never heard before until yesterday, and neither did Espo, mm -hmm. which probably means more because Espo's the Suns aficionado. So check it out if you haven't had a chance. Which also, did I hear this correctly? We basically learned that the only reason we don't have a championship is because Eddie Johnson wasn't on that team. Yep. Yes. So what we're saying is it's Eddie's fault. Uh -huh. Yes. I, I made that <laughs> Thanks, clear. Thanks, EJ. I made that clear to him on the show. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you as always. We hope you have a great Saturday and Sunday. Make sure to join us tomorrow for our pregame show and postgame show as the Suns take on the Spurs. Till we see you then, you can follow me on Twitter at LindsaySmithAZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And, of course, you can follow Espo at oh, Espo. Oh, before you say it, next Tuesday, we got something cool coming for you guys. There you go. That's all I got to oh, say. Oh, yeah. Espo, take us home. Uh, am I good? <laughs> okay. Yes, you are. Uh, when just make sure you memorize all the Lakers stats. So when you have to pick guys blindly, you don't pick two Lakers. Ahoy hoy. Gotta understand me. I've always wrecked the family. Rally in the valley like Dan G. No plan B. Always on the job. My team move like the mob. Turn the beat on. I throw it down like DA on the lot. Best combo since KJ Marley and Charles. If you squat, just sitting on the chat. Get involved. Rhyme say it's got flavor. No